Well, everybody that's happy this morning, could you say amen? Everything, everybody who's got everything going their way, would you say amen? Wow, I must be at the wrong church this morning. No, I'm at the right church. This is the right family, and I'm so grateful. And to all of you that are guests this morning, that we have people in this church that grew up in the church, and life has taken them other direction. But they're here today to honor Mother, and they're here to bless us with their presence. And I told one gentleman, next Sunday will be Mother's Day, if that's what it takes to get you back. And so it will be the rest of the year. It will be Mother's Day on Sunday. We're so delighted this morning to tell you that God loves you, and so do we. And it's an awesome trip to put our trust in the Lord. He's always Jehovah Jireh. He's our provider, and he knows exactly what we need before we ask. And as I was preparing a few thoughts for this morning and thinking about what the Lord would have me to say to you, I always ask the Lord, Lord, would you let the message speak to me first? And if it does make some good, I know it's worth sharing with people that are gathered for the morning worship service. And I, was, I came across something that I re redid and put my own words into it to make it appropriate for today but uh, as we pause this morning on this beautiful Lord's Day our our world is in a war against terrorism today and there's special forces the Army Rangers the Green Beret the Navy SEALs the Delta Force these are special people that are cut above the crowd and are set apart from the rest of the general armed forces these are no ordinary soldiers. They're cut out and from and a cut out above the rest of those in a military force. And then there's women in our world that are called mothers. These are special people who are cut out from the crowd, who are set apart from the rest of the general crowd. These are women who dedicate their lives to giving everything they've got to give life to a child. These women are called mothers, and happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers who are here today. One more time, would you put your hands together as we say happy Mother's Day to you. A successful businessman was asked to speak at a seminar, and they wanted the seminar to be open for questions. This man had been successful in everything he had set his mind to do. His financial world had just surmounted a world that cannot even be described. His, his family was a role model in the community, and the home that he lived in was a gated area, and the cars that they, they drove were just, just above the normal cut. And so he was called to the seminar, and people wanted to ask him about his life of success. And so as he took the seat and he began to be open for the questions, the question that was asked to the successful, this successful businessman was, how did you become so successful? He said, that's easy. He said, I, I became successful through experience. And there was a rumbling among the crowd, and finally one gentleman says, let me ask you, where did you get that experience? He said, through failures and mistakes. So many times we think that success is measured in, in a life that's without flaw, a life with this, that's without uh, challenges. But the Bible says in this life, you can become very miserable. You can face the trials and testings of your life and know that you're still doing the right thing for the kingdom. And if your heart is right and your hands are clean and they all don't always stay that way, it takes a daily process. I have to ask the Lord to come into my life every day, cleanse my heart, let my attitude be what it needs to be so my altitude can be what it needs to be. 
being a pilot for many years, I realized that I, the first thing that I taught about it, was taught about an airplane is the, the attitude of the airplane determines whether you're going to fly straight, whether you're going to fly gain altitude or whether you're going to lose altitude. The attitude of the plane is the direction that the nose of that plane is, is flying. And many young pilots, many private pilots have, have lost their life in, in plane crashes because of pilot error. And I, exam I examine my life even today, even though it's been a few years since I've sat in the left seat and, and piloted an airplane, I examine my life every day and I ask my, myself this, is my attitude where I can climb or is my attitude in a place that I will descend? And this world has a way of pulling you down. The cares of life has a way of stealing your joy and the pleasures that God has given us. The, the atmosphere of the world today is not an atmosphere that's always becoming to you and me. But I can tell you one thing. The Bible says, let a man examine himself. And I'm so glad I'm not a, a, an examiner this morning. I've just been called to serve your table today. And what a joy it is to be a table server today in the presence of the Lord. And let me just ask you this question how is your plane flying this morning is your attitude have you gained the altitude that you're successful with uh, have you gained the altitude that you're happy with I realized that in a, as a private pilot I could fly any place between ground level and 12,500 feet from 12,500 feet on into the airspace it's called control airspace and you have to be a uh, an IFR pilot, instrument approved. You've got to be able to fly when you're surrounded with clouds. You've got to be able to fly in stormy weather because they put you on a radar screen and they know where you're at at all times. Only a few times as a visual a VFR pilot did I penetrate that because of the weather. I call for special clearance. Would you allow twin Cessna 6282 November to climb to an altitude of 13,500 and immediately the the controller would say, and what would be your destination, Twin Cessna? And I would tell him my destination, and he said, you're cleared. Would you push, and then in that control panel, there's a section of radios. One is, one is for them to receive your, your communication. One is you can talk and receive what they have to say. And one of them is identification where you can Put, tune in the, the numbers that they tell you, like 1226. The controller will say, would you t turn your uh, control panel to 1226, and would you hit your identification number? And when you do that, there's a pause, and the controller says, we have you on radar screen. You're at 13,500. Your destination is so-and-so. Is and from that moment on, anytime somebody gets in front of your plane, and they, they will say, Twin Cessna 6282, you have 12 o'clock traffic, which means you've got somebody right in front of you, and they, they t give you information. They're 1,000 feet below you. They're 1,000 feet above you. We just want you to make you aware that you have somebody in your area. Did you know this morning that the Holy Spirit is, acts the same way with our life? Did you know the Holy Spirit wants to tell you of things to come? The Holy Spirit will never talk to you about your past. Aren't you glad? I'm so glad I'm the happiest man in the world today to know that the, that the Holy Spirit never takes me backwards. He always wants to talk about the future. And in Jeremiah 29, 11, due to time slipping past, I don't have time to quote that to you, but the, the word is, has is designated for every individual. God has plans for you. And I'd just like to talk to the mothers this morning. I know mothers get weary. I know we all get weary, but the Bible 
deals with weariness. It says, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you'll reap if you faint not. Let me just give you that terminology in western Oklahoma, maybe a redneck language, and I fit into that category. Don't quit and throw in the towel just because you get weary, discouraged, and sometimes you get defeated. Just hang in there, buddy. Keep plowing. In due season, you'll reap a crop that's abundant if you just don't quit. And I can tell you something this morning. Living in western Oklahoma is no place for quitters to live. And everybody said, you're gathered here today. We haven't had a lot of rain. We've had a lot of fire. And, and I saw this community gather together and, and bear one another's burdens and, and pray and give sacrificially. And this is the greatest place this side of heaven to call home. However, this isn't home. This is just, we're just passing through today. And with these words, I want to turn to Psalms 92. And if you would allow me, I would like to read these verses to you today. It's good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High. To declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night. On an instrument of ten strings, on a lute and on a harp with harmonious sound. For you, Lord, have made me glad through your work. I will triumph in the works of your hands. O Lord, how great are your works. Your thoughts are very deep. A senseless man does not know, nor does a fool understand this. When the wicked spring up like grass, and when all the workers of iniquity flourish, it is that that they, it, it is that that they may be destroyed forever. But you, O Lord, are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies, O Lord, for behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. But my horn you have exalted like a wild ox. That sentence is in there for me. Only Sherry knows how wild this ox was when I was 14 years old. And she still said at the age of 16, I will take a chance, you wild ox. And she married me. Notice what the David's words finish up with this verse. I have been anointed with fresh oil. I've asked the Lord this morning to touch every mother in this building with a fresh anointing. I've asked the Lord to allow you to sense his presence like you've never sensed him before. And only you as a mother know the weight that you carry at the house. Only you as a mother know the, the, the weight that you carry in our community. And today, the, the load may be heavy, but God wants to anoint you with a time of refreshing in our midst today. Would you bow your head this morning as we pray? Lord, we just thank you this morning for your blessings, your provision. Lord, we just thank you today because you made provision for every step of life journey. Lord, we just want to praise you this morning for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, it's been a, a great week today as we've invited Owen Wayne to come into our family. And Lord, there's others in this community today that have also gone through this same tr transition. And Lord, then we want to thank you for the new people that you've been bringing in. And I want to thank you for the outreach of the powerhouse kids where we can reach out and touch many times children that do not have a mom and dad. Foster children that grace this place every Wednesday night. Kids today that need to know what love is all about. Lord, you've honored us by allowing us the privilege of being a part of their young age. 
And then, Lord, we, we rejoice for the privilege that we have in sealing America where the rock is located and, and the, the, the teenagers can gather there weekly, Lord, and sometimes more than one time a week. And there they can have times of refreshment, good food, and they can be blessed with the challenge of God's Word. Lord, we just want to thank you for the support that we receive from other churches financially each, each month because, Lord, we're not out to win people to our church. We're out to win people to Jesus Christ. Lord, one day there'll be a place called heaven where there'll be no sign over the doors of the church. But we'll hear the song and we'll hear the praise of the saints as they say, Welcome home. You've finally made it. Lord, until that time, may we be found doing nothing less than what you've called us to do. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. As we face the hour that we're living in, we pa- parallel this morning some things from God's Word. I told Jared I wouldn't be but about 15 minutes. I've already lied. I've already been going that long. But I'm going to move rapidly because we're going to close the service much different this morning than we normally do. But I want to turn from, from Psalms over to Isaiah chapter, chapter 20, 10 and verse 27. And I want to read you this verse. It shall come to pass in that day. I want everybody to say with me that day. This is that day. Everybody say it again. This is that day. Well, you didn't do bad. Let's do it all together. This is that day. Isaiah chapter 10, 27 says, It shall come to pass in that day his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from off your neck, and your yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. The anointing oil is a type and shadow of Jesus Christ. When he left this world, he said, I will not leave you comfortless, but I'll send the Holy Spirit. And he will bring the anointing, and he will anoint you. And Isaiah is reflecting on this thousands, several hundred years before this came to pass. He's talking about that day when the Holy Spirit will come and lift the load from off of our shoulders. And many times, the weariness of the load that we carry, many times discourages us and defeats and tries to cause us to be depressed. The Bible even tries to prepare us for this chapter of life. It says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us out of them all. Every time that God offers an opportunity, he always tells you why. He always reflects upon the good things that he has. And he says, no good thing will I withhold from those that walk upright before me. And so if you're here this morning, Mom, and there's a heaviness on your shoulder, and the weight of of the world is on your shoulder, Jesus says, be of good cheer. I've already taken care of it. The battle isn't yours. Let me fight the battle for you. That burden he will take away. Many people think following Jesus is a burden. It's the greatest privilege that I ever had. Jesus says, if any man come after me, let him take up his cross and follow me. Thank God he didn't ask me to die on the cross. He just wants me to die daily to the self, selfishness of my spirit. And he wants the Holy Spirit to comfort, to guide, to direct. And also he wants to just lift the load off of your life. Jesus says in the book... Uh, John 10, chapter 10, verse 10 says, The thief, which is the devil, comes before to steal, to kill, and destroy. But Jesus says, I've come that you can have life and have it abundance. Listen to me. You can't carry the weight of your shoulder, uh, weight of this world on your shoulder and, and enjoy life. 
The Lord wants us to be free from bondage. He wants that yoke that the enemy many times tries to put around our neck. And, and that yoke many times is the scenes and the things that we've been involved yesterday. And he wants to do that so that we'll keep our head down instead of staying focused on what God has in store. David, the psalmist David went through many challenges. He was def- discouraged. He, he, he was a ladies' man of the day. He had an immorality trail that nobody could ever exceed. He, he did things such, so stupidly, but yet he was quick to repent because he knew when he failed God, it took repentance to restore him to God's plan. Yeah. And the Bible says he was a man after God's heart. We look at the pages of God's Word and we reflect upon the things that God has in store. And we look at everything that God has, has given us the privilege of enjoying. And he wants you to know this morning that the invitation is for everybody. Doesn't, doesn't, he doesn't care where you've been or what you've done. He's concerned about what you want to do from this day forward. And if you're here this morning and you're a follower of Jesus and it just seems like the load is heavier than you can bear, you're here and discouraged, or, or maybe you've just allowed the negative thought process of life bring you to a point of depression. Listen, your help doesn't come from a, pool, uh, 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 a pill bottle this morning. The Holy Spirit wants to set you free from the spirit of depression. You can always go for a substitute. You can always go for a generic Sherry takes a water pill, and there's a real deal, and then there's a generic. And if, when you get to be our age, they only want to pay for the generic. However, the generic doesn't work. So guess what? We go for the real deal. God wants you to go for the real deal. But the good part of it is it's paid in full. Right. It's already paid. The finished work of Jesus paid for every debt that I would ever encounter in my spirit life, in my emotions. God took care of it all. He nailed all my sins to the tree so I could go free. He took away the, the desire of foolish stuff, even though many times I'm still bombarded with stupid stuff. And we'll never come to the place in life where we're not tempted. Jesus was tempted in all points like as we, but the Bible says he never was tempted and temptation succeeded in his life. He was free from sin. He was free from bondage. And today, you know, sometimes people take their tape measure and they want to see if we measure up to being a Christian. Listen, Jesus never took a tape measure and measured you to see if you would fit. He created you in his own image and he said, you'll work. You're invited. And here's what he says. I love his, his call. It's universal. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor. Everybody knows that all means every one of us, right? He's not just picking on a, a, a special group. He, his invitation is universal. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I don't see it so much anymore. But I used to, we used to see as we traveled through the countryside, once in a while we would see a, a part of a tree that was fixed like a yoke. You know, it, 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 lit, it did like this. And they would put that yoke over the neck of a, a cow and tie something over the back of the cow's neck so they had to carry that yoke everywhere they went. And I was told by people that were much smarter than I that that cow was really a critter 
she didn't know how to stay home. She always wanted to bust through the fence, break through the fence. And so she'd stick her neck through the fence and she'd start stretching wires until she could eventually get through the fence and go to greener pasture. And that was called a yoke. And I grew up thinking, how cruel it is. I, I'd rather stay home than wear a yoke. And, and then and, and my father-in-law never d did believe in yokes. He, he, he just believed in, in the bargaining uh, uh, way of doing business. He'd take that critter to the sale and let somebody else put the yoke on her. And he'd never tell them that they were getting a critter. It was buy at your own risk. Jesus knew that today what we would be facing. He knew the trials and the tests that you would be going through. And he says this. He says, I want you to tell the people I have a fresh oil. I want to anoint them with fresh oil. The Greek terminology, the Greek, Greek interpretation of anoint in, those, in Bible days was uh, you would go to a, the priest and he would not take his finger and touch the oil, but he would pour oil in his hands, and he would massage the soreness of your body, the places where your muscles ached, and he would massage that, and, and in the Greek, that was called anointing. Can I tell you something? Jesus wants to walk into our life this morning with the anointing oil, and he wants to rub the sore spots of our lives. He wants to take away the pain and suffering, the things that many times the enemy tries to get us to hold unforgiveness for, anger, bitterness, and strife. Jesus says, I want to pour my anointing oil on you, and then I want to massage it until it, until it penetrates the hurts of your heart, the hurts of your muscles, the hurts of your emotion, so that you can have life. And have it more abundantly. I'm going to close this morning with the challenges of life. I, I came across this illustration of talking about a young professor who had gone through college. He had never married. And uh, he, he taught a class in college on the Ten Commandments of Parenting. He got married shortly after uh, after uh, he had enrolled in college, but he didn't get married for about five years. And shortly after marriage, they had their first child. The, they had it in the summer months. The summer months rolled around, and when he went back to college to teach, he had changed the topic of his teaching of, from Ten Commandments of Parenthood to Ten Recommendations of Parenthood. Five years rolled around, and he still th weren't working. Things weren't working. The children were growing up, getting an attitude of their own, and he went to college the following year, and he changed the title of his teaching again. Ten suggestions for parenthood. The teenagers, the kids grew to teenagers, and, uh, and as, as he was pondering, oh, what do I do now? He heard a voice in the hallway of his heart say, retire. And that he did. You and I don't have that option today as parents, as mothers especially. There, there's times I'm sure, I'm sure you would like to retire. I'm sure you, there are times when you'd like to just throw in the towel and say, let somebody else do it. But this morning, the Lord has no retirement plan. He just has a perfect plan. And he wants to walk into our life this morning. And he wants to tell us something today that will be beneficial. And I'm going to close what I have to say this morning with some, this scripture found in, 
in Isaiah, where is my note? Isaiah chapter 61, I didn't find my note, but the Holy Spirit let me see where I needed to go. Isn't it awesome? I'd have to run for my life if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit. Notice what he said in Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and to the opening of the prison to those who are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to com- console those who mourn in Zion, to, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Would you stand to your feet this morning? <clears throat>